1: Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio, 77 WABC. You can listen to me, Dominic Carter, Sundays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. and weeknights at midnight. Whatever state you are listening to this show from whatever city. You know that crime committed by young people is a serious problem. You know that in particular, gun violence among young people is destroying future generations. You know that these smash and grab robberies from coast to coast are a serious problem. This is my podcast. Let's go. Our guest right now is someone who is on the front line trying to make things right and put young people on the correct path, but she has paid a dear price that perhaps would have destroyed most people. Her name is Jackie Roe Adams, and she has been forced to bury not just one son, but two, lost to gun violence. In New York, she started a group, which is national now, titled Harlem Mothers Save, which is aimed at prolonging the life of our youth by preventing violence. So here is my first question. How does one go from a Harlem mom who loses sons to gun violence to becoming an anti-violence crusader? Well, it, it hasn't been easy. But I have to say,
0: Dominique, that. I had so much support, and with the help of God, you know, I give credit to God for instilling in me the strength that it took for me to do the work that I do. I realized, Dominique, that I couldn't bring back my two sons. Well, when the first one got killed, you know, I, I just, it was in disbelief, and I didn't have anyone that I could really turn to but the church. But then when you talk about 16 years later, a second son got killed. I'm still in shock. And it's been 22, it's been 21 years since the second son got killed. And I'm. it's just like yesterday. But I realized, Dominique, that I cannot bring back my kids. And when I start realizing that, I said, you know, enough is enough. We have to stop blaming the teachers, the elected officials, uh, or the churches. We have to take back our kids and take back our community. We have to make sure that another mother, another family is not hurting and going through what I'm going through. And that's what made me start the organization Harlem Mothers but now Dominique is all mothers and fathers, because so many fathers. We have we we start off with five mothers. Now we have fifty plus mothers and fathers wow. that have joined our group. And that's what strengthens me. Cause it becomes if I could help somebody, if I could save another child from being in that street getting killed if i could continue to do prevention and education then my living will not be in vain and that's what strengthened me dominique
1: you are a remarkable person is the problem worse now than ever in terms of uh, young people doing stupid things and you know how i define stupid things gun <laughs> violence out there committing crime mm-hmm. is the problem worse now across the country now than worse ever
0: across the country you know nat- nationally we are very involved i'm in here in new york city but we travel all over because crime is so bad. It is the worst because so many young people have access to these illegal guns. And then nationally, you could go and buy these guns legally without this deep background check. So that's why the country is suffering. That's why the state is suffering. That's why the city is suffering. And then let's talk about New York City, how these illegal guns are coming in here from I-95, from different states, and, 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 and coming here into our city and our state and getting into the hands of our kids. I'm very concerned. But you know what? Because... We've been out there fighting. We know to fight. And we've been out there singing, telling it, and shouting it. Now, we have to get all boots on the ground now, Dominique. We need all boots on the ground because these kids are carrying guns to school. But, you know, I have to say, I've been working very closely, very closely with the police. NYPD cannot do it alone. Agreed. And we have to help the police. I've been working with the mayor uh, office. We've been putting in programs. I want you to know, we have a barbershop training to help get these kids off the street. One of the things is, our barbershop training is the city gave us money to make sure that we get these kids trained. It's Big Russ Barbershop, and holler mothers and fathers say, And we're trying, we getting, ain't no trial, we're getting these kids off the street because they're learning how to cut here. So we need more innovative programs to to try to stop some of this violence and show these kids that it is another way. They do not, they do not have to get out here and commit murder and kill each other and fight each other and shoot each other. But the other thing, Dominique, the parents have to start getting more involved. The parents really need to pay attention to their kids. And, and and I really, you know, blame these parents, a lot of them. They're not paying attention to these kids like they should. They're really not. So one of the things that we've been doing is going out, talking to these parents. School is coming back. And we've been just saying, keep your kids engaged. Know who your kids are with. Check your rooms. Check, look under your mattress. Don't say, no, not my child. Because your child could be the best child. But guess what? Your child is hanging with the worst child. And so it's, it's a lot of pieces to this, Dominique. And all we could do is, like I said, is keep trying. And just if we could save one life. Agreed. As we could save one life, we have Agreed. made a difference in the Take a Village.
1: We are chatting right now a very, very uh important conversation with Jackie Rowe Adams, a community activist out of New York, out of Harlem. She lost two sons to gun violence. We will come back to that in just in just a minute. But I, I am so glad that you mentioned the the parents now. I, I I know you know my story because I don't believe in excuses. And uh, my father was never in my life. I, I, is the problem that many fathers are are, are not home? What is the problem? That you brought up the parents. What is the is the problem that that we have young mothers that that want to be girlfriends and 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 and, and, and friends and of their kids with the kids and
0: oh. they read with their kids. That's oh. the problem. That's the problem. Let's tell it like it is, because, you know, I know you truly believe in saying what it is. And the only way these problems going to get fixed, if we say it what it is, let's don't try to sweep things under the carpet all the time. The problem is we have young parents. They're trying to be hip and hang with the kids and hang with the kids' friends. And, And that's when the kids become disrespectful and don't listen. Because they said if my parents or not only parents, some kids don't have parents, but they have uncles and aunts and they have family members. A lot of big sisters and big brothers, you know, could take charge of these kids, but they're hanging and they're not sure. A lot of the problems come from families. When we are born, we have, if we lose our parents. We have other family members that are going to have to step up. And that's a lot of the problem. But then when you talk about these young people, yeah, they want to smoke weed and cursing and, you know, telling the kids they ain't going to be this and talking down to them. All of that plays a mental, mental part. Let's talk about focusing on heavily healing, dealing with the trauma, which have been linked. To the cause of so many mental health struggles. And that's what plays a part, Dominique. I'm
1: so that glad mental health struggles. I'm so glad you mentioned mental health. I'm so glad you mentioned trauma. A lot of us have gone through enormous trauma in our lives. One thing I want to ask you. So this this and I find this utterly disgusting because it, it breaks my heart. That people don't understand, you you know, you're being heard right now in Baltimore and cities across America. We'll get back to Baltimore as it relates to to your children and so on. But this this whole nonsense of stop snitching, or snitching get stitches, you know, mm-hmm. stitches get snitches get stitches. It's a call for community residents not to cooperate with law enforcement. Now, I know it's cool with the kids to do this, but why would anybody in their right mind engage in something like this when you're only going to destroy your own community? hmm
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. They still have that. If you snitch, you get stitches. But you know what I found out, too? It's getting a little tiny, I have to say a little tiny better. You know why it's getting a little better? Because the kids and the young people, I had like 25 kids this summer. Because this is the work I do for the summer youth. Because to keep them engaged and off the street and letting them get a little paycheck. You know, it's not a lot, but it's a lot for them when you're not, when they don't have it. And one of the things I found, you know, we have to, I'm going to send you some of the essays that they wrote. And the question, I always say to them, why is there so many guns? Why is there so much violence? Why do you want to work? How, what is leadership? Tell me about me. They have to do a thousand words and I'm going to send you some just to, for you to get an idea. They're tired. A lot of them say they're tired of seeing their friends and family members get killed. And this is why I said a lot of change is happening. And one, and, and, and let's talk about the other states. This is happening all over. We go and talk to so many families in Philly, Baltimore, down south. South Carolina, Atlanta, because they want to, some of these states want to start support groups and they know we started our group 2006. So they want to start support groups to begin to heal, to get these families to heal. And you know what? The siblings, they're sick and tired of seeing their friends and loved ones die. So they're really telling, they're speaking out more. And that's what I found this summer, Dominique. They're speaking out more because they're sick and tired of seeing of seeing their family and friends get killed. And some of them are ignoring some of the sneaking stuff. They're starting to tell. They're, they're starting to tell. And when I, what I mean by that, they're whisper in my ear and say, so-and-so got a gun. I say for real. Wow, (laughs) you know, and they know that I'm going to address the issue. I don't just tell. Let me tell you, I don't just tell the police when that when I hear who have these guns and these are kids, and you know, kids in the summer, a lot of them went to, to to for their jobs and they had guns on them, and our kids told. And guess what I did? I addressed some of the leaders that was dealing with the programs that the kids was coming to. And they were able to talk to these kids and retrieve the gun without the police. This is a real story. Of course, I'm not going to give names and stuff, but this is real. And if we just take the time, Dominique, and mentor some of these kids and reach out and let them know, I know what you're doing. Stop it. Aren't you sick and tired of seeing these kids get killed? Then... On the flip side, I work with the police for these NYCHA houses because a lot of these grandparents, the other thing, Dominique, these grandparents and parents are scared of these kids. They really are. So I have had grandparents come to me and tell me that they know that their grandchild, because a lot of the grandparents raise the kids, to tell me that their, their kids have a gun in, in their house. Wow. And but but the police, when I tell the police what they do is they talk to the grandparents and they say, you're not going to get in any trouble. When your grandchild leave, you call and we'll come. You tell us where the gun is. And it has happened. I could tell you some precincts have done that and they take remove that gun but they don't remove the grandparent or and she don't lose her house. So it's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things we can do. And that's the good thing. It's well, a lot of things we can do.
1: Sick of being upsold at gyms? So let's stop uh Jackie Miss, Miss Roe Adams I, I want you to tell your story. So one uh, I believe your 17 year old son was killed in uh in 1981 is that correct when two 82, men 82, 82 when two men murdered him for supposedly staring them down please tell me that's, that's right. not correct. Well let me tell you Dominique
0: it's so sad but it is correct. And when I think about that, I think about what's happening today is still going on. My son was in a grocery store, a bodega on the corner of 123rd Street, 1982, just like, and it feels just like yesterday.
1: In Harlem, in he New York City.
0: In Harlem, in Harlem. My parents live 122nd, that's where I was raised and born. And he was on the 123rd and these two fellas, I think it was two or three, and kept saying, what is that Looking at keep looking at us for? We should kill him. I hate that word today, Dominique. When my kids, the kids in the program, I hear them said, I said, no, you don't say that word. Why is that looking at us? We should kill him. The store owner, that's how I know, because the store owner said he he thought he paid no attention. He said, my son was just buying his iced tea, you know, and my son was just wasn't saying nothing. And then they said it again. And he said, he still, you know, because people make statements. He said, well, when my son left, they left right after him. So my son left the store, walked towards was going towards on twenty second when he got to my parents' stoop, so this is real, you know it was very hard, and it'll never leave you. It never leaves me. um he walked to my parents' stoop, and that's when they followed him, and they shot him. He dropped dead on my parents' stoop, and my parents heard the shots. Who would think it was their grandchild, who would think it was their grandchild?
1: I'm so sorry
0: um and <laughs> when I found out, now I was a young mother. See, I was a young mother. I had my son very young. And today that's why I'm able to talk to the kids. During that time, you know, that wasn't really the, the fad of having, you know, at my age at 16, having a son that, you know, at that age. But I was a very, I was just a young mother. But at that time, when Anthony got killed, he was 17. And let me tell you, I, I mean, it took forever. If I didn't have a support group or support team, the church and my family, I don't know how I would have made it. Just for looking at them, then who would think, Dominique? Sixteen years later, I'm still in shock. My son Tyrone, he was living in Baltimore with his father. When he got older, he went out there. His father was out there. So he went to Baltimore. And a 13-year-old killed my son, my second son. Robbery with a 17-year-old.
1: Wait a minute. And wait, 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 wait. Miss M- Roe Adams, th- did I hear you correctly? Did you say a 13-year-old killed your I second son? I
0: never told you that. A 13-year-old killed my son in Baltimore, Maryland. A 13-year-old. He pulled the trigger. Because they felt that because he was 13, he wouldn't go to jail or get in trouble. But a 13-year-old killed my son, was put up to shoot my son, took his watch, any money he had, his sneakers. And this was in Baltimore. I, to this day, Dominique, I, I have not been to Baltimore I did not even go, and I want people to know, and even with me and my support group in here and how the mothers and fathers go to court, I commend them. I broke down, and I'm still in shock, and I do not go to Baltimore today. I have not been to Baltimore. I'm not saying I'm never going, but it's something probably will come down on me. It's something mentally that I'm dealing with, and that's when that mental health struggle come in there. That's that, you know, and that's that healing. You know, you got to focus on that heavenly healing when you're dealing with the loss of your loved one. And so dealing with that, Dominique, that's when I said, I mean, like I said, I'm still in shock, especially over the second one. But I deal every day. I move forward. But I hurt inside. But. God is in charge. And when I see other parents struggling and breaking down, I know they pain, And that's why I do what I do. Because I realize that would be selfish if I didn't help somebody because I can't bring my two sons back. I can't bring them back. And that's why I said I started this group. And that's why not only myself, but the other members of the support group, we travel and we try to educate the parents. And we try to show them how could you do prevention. If you see something happening on one side of the street, and that's for everybody, don't stay on that side if you see trouble cross the another side. Why would you see something? And so these are parts of prevention. When you see go to school and your child come home and tell you that he's been bullied or she's been bullied, pay attention to it. All this plays a part. And all that, I'm not going to tell because it's snitching. Well, you know what? It's saving a life. You will save somebody's life by doing that. So I've been, you know, with the support group, I hurt. But Dominique, I've been so fortunate, and a lot of people is not fortunate like I. Fortunate to meet people like yourself that care about what goes on in these communities. That's why I work with the police. That's why I work with different organizations. That's why I work with the parents. We, we work with them because I started and I brought other
1: people in because you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. And we are chatting with a remarkable woman. Jackie Rowe Adams lost two sons to gun violence. She's trying to turn communities across the country around to stop the violence among young people. She's trying to show young people positive things. So we only have about uh, five or six more minutes left. How does society fix the problem, Miss Roe Adams? Because to be honest with you, it breaks my heart to see the headlines all across the country of what happens every single day. Well, first of
0: all, let me start talking about Albany. I, you know, I was trying to stay away from, but you can't stay away from Albany. Right. And of course, Albany,
1: the state capital of New York. Go the ahead.
0: Cop, where all the elected officials are, the the decision makers sitting at the table. I have to say, from Carl Hastings to Andrew Cousin Stewart, all of them sitting there, and that a change in laws, they're not caring enough about the illegal guns coming in here. That bail reform is still still out there. They didn't fully fix it. Let's talk about the governor was trying to do something. I don't know what happened. She, I don't think she got the support from them. How could we fix it? We could fix it by really taking it seriously the the, on a federal level. Dominic, why is all these illegal guns continuing to come into our city and our state? Enough is enough. These illegal guns are coming in, and I don't think enough attention is being paid to it. I really don't. And what do I mean by that? People in the community, they know what's going on, and they're saying, they keep talking about the police, the police. The police can't do it by themselves. If you see something, you have to say something. Now, let me talk about one of the things that we're doing. It sounds crazy, but uh we having our first dog fashion show a dog fashion show guess what it does dog fashion show it helps heal it really if you in stress if you sad dealing with mental illness mental health our dog fat dogs are your best friends. Dominique. Yes,
1: they and are. In the event you're, you're referring to, I believe it's in in Harlem, in New York City. And a moment ago, you were just referring to the Assembly Speaker and the State Senate Majority Leader when you uh, mentioned uh, Carl Hasty and Andrea Stewart-Cousins.
0: Let me finish with the Assembly people. They have to do more. They really have to step up. Our elected officials have to step up. We all have to, you know, we talk about the Mayor, and, and listen, we have to work we all have to get off our behinds and work. All these elected officials, stop dropping the ball. Drop, stop dropping the ball. This is your community. We put you in and we need to take you out. And I'm telling you, I, and I don't like how they tied the police hands. I really don't. All of this plays a part. All of this plays a part. So Men and Andrew Cousin Stewart, they've been really quiet. But they're going to have to get on the board and make some changes with this bail reform, with these illegal guns, with um, so many other things. And because. Too much crime. I mean, now we talk about Washington. Look, look at this. I mean, it's all over, but we have to work together. We got to stop this violence. We got a dog show. We have. They help reduce stress. They really do. Then we have our 8th annual National Day of Remembrance for All Murdered Victims. We get together every year because that was something written into law by Congress. 2007, that was written into law to recognize all the murdered victims. We raise balloons. We call out their names. If anyone have any names they want us to call out that day, please send it to us. We uh, uh, welcome it. It's very important, but we have to stop this crime. Nationally, we have to stop this crime. we got to work with the police. If you see something, you say something. Stop these illegal guns coming in and stop putting the blame on everybody and blame yourself. Your kids is going back to school. Get off your rusty dusty. Stop sitting home because (laughs) you think you think the weed is because the weed supposed to be illegal. I mean, legal. That is the wrongest thing. I can't stand it. They're smoking all over the place. The kids is looking at this. The kids is watching this. They think it's cool. I saw 11-year-old,
1: Dominique.
0: Cool. Wow. I saw 11-year-old. I was in the street, walking like I always do, in Harlem, in New York, 11-year-old, after school. I I I said, I know you're not, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared. So I said, I know you're not smoking it. Oh, mind your business, miss. I said, come here. I would. Crazy. But anyway, that's what's happening. So this
1: so, weed is, so, is out of control. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this to close the interview. Folks want to know right now how can they reach you? How can they do so from around the country?
0: You could reach me by calling 212 234 112 and you can reach me by email www what is i'm sorry www harlemothersave.org www harlemothersave.org or poor Dominique he can reach me anytime yes Yes. yes it is so important but around the country i want to say if new york uh, 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 Washington, Maryland, if all of us have to come together. I think it's time for all of us to come together, Dominique, to fight this issue. And you know what? Put emphasis on it because people are not putting, they put emphasis when the police are, are, are shooting or killing us, they claim. So let's do it. Why we can't get excited when we killing each other? I am so sick of this black-on-black crime, it's making my stomach hurt. And I'm telling you, we from other states, I would love for us to have a national, national a uh, 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 rally or whatever, speak out, walk out, whatever we could do together. I'm ready because it's way overdue and call these elected officials out. Because they play a big part on law.
1: A very interesting conversation with Harlem, New York community activist, Jackie Rowe Adams. And that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, folks, for joining us. If you are interested in my remarkable book on my life titled No Mama's Boy or even the Dominic Carter Bobblehead Doll go to my website, all one word, DominicCarterOnline.com, DominicCarterOnline.com. If you order the book at my website rather than Amazon, I can personally sign it for you. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights midnight to 1am. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts, the hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com Also, follow me on YouTube where you will see videos from me about the podcast and the radio show YouTube.com forward slash Dominic Carter. We will see you the next time. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, W-A-B-C. I gotta make it. Dominic Carter socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram, Dominic Carter TV. Email at dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glasses always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall.